Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 29 of the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Steve Hannett. And for those who are new, the Be Healed podcast is a collection of teachings and interviews and testimonies, all aimed at building your faith and knowledge to receive God's promises for healing. This episode is going to be all about how to pray for healing effectively. There's certainly a lot of prayer happening for healing, but it doesn't mean that there's a lot of healing. And we're going to help fix one of the most common prayer problems to receiving healing. If you haven't already, make sure that you text HEALING to 94000 to receive a free gift, which I know is going to bless you on your healing journey. Again, just grab your phone and text HEALING to 94000 and we'll make sure we get a chapter of my most recent book into your hands for you to read and be blessed. Well, let's jump into the teaching now about how to pray for healing effectively. Okay, welcome again to part one of how to pray for healing effectively. Now, we're putting that last word effectively there because a lot of people are praying for healing, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're praying in alignment to what God's word is teaching. Now, the Lord loves all kinds of prayer because there are many kinds of prayer described in the scripture. But the Bible does describe that there is something called the effective prayer. It's in the letter of James, chapter 5, verse 16. It says, Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, the Greek word for effective and fervent in the Strong's Concordance is energio, and it literally translated means to put forth power. Thus, there is a prayer that puts forth power. It's something that actually will change the situation that you're in. So, I want you to be encouraged that as you're learning to pray according to the alignment of the instruction that God gives in Scripture, that you are actually learning how to release power that will bring a change. Now, there's some prayer that not only is effective, but prayer that is ineffective. And we'll talk about that at a later time because we want to make sure that we are staying away from the kinds of prayer that would not bring the power. So we're going to learn both in this series. Uh, But in this part one, I wanted to start with one of the most critical elements to a prayer that's going to bring healing. And it all centers around the name of Jesus Christ. The scripture gives a lot of teaching, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, concerning the importance of the name of Jesus. I'm going to give you a couple of descriptions now from some Bible verses to help us understand the importance of his name in prayer in general. 
It says in John chapter 16, verse 23 and 24, And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. Well, that's Jesus Christ speaking, and he said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Let's look at another one. It says in John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. And we'll go to one more. John chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. It reads, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So we see that these three selections of Scripture are all spoken by Jesus Christ Himself, and they reveal that we should ask, but we should ask in His name. The name of Jesus is so important because it represents the authority. It represents the covenant, the provision. It represents literally the legal will of God. In other words, when we're asking for something in someone else's name, we're not asking it by our own merit. We're literally seeking to obtain something or receive something through the merit of someone else. And so when we're asking in the name of Jesus, we're asking as if it is the authority or representation or will of Jesus himself. To use the name meant essentially we're coming in that prayer request with more than just our own authority or merit. We're literally asking according to the higher standard and higher merit of Jesus himself. It is very much like when somebody is writing a check, they sign their name to that check. And so the amount that you write on that check is going to be weighed against the signature on that check. In other words, is that $1,000 in the account of the person who signed the check? If the money is there, it will get cashed. If the money is not there in the name of the person signing it, the money will not be released. It will bounce. Well, we're coming in saying that God has given the check already signed, and he said, ask in my name. In other words, we're writing healing in it, and we're saying we're asking for that to be released in the name of Jesus, by the merit, by the work, by the accomplishment, by the covenant that is made in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So this is a very, very powerful principle 
in prayer in general. In fact, all of our lives should be lived in the name or the authority of the one to whom saved us. Even baptism in the Great Commission, Jesus said to go out into all the world, and he said to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And you can see that in Matthew chapter 28 uh, from verses 18 to 20. And it is a very, very powerful statement because it's saying that our lives should be immersed in coming underneath the authority of the name of the Father, the name of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So the very general principle of understanding the names of God are very, very powerful. And it's something that we'll probably teach on more so we can really grab and develop a faith level in asking in his name that is going to be energio, according to James chapter 5 again, that it's releasing power. Because nothing in the Christian life should ever be done without understanding. When we do things and put phrases and use words, but we don't understand the meaning behind what we're doing, we can really end up in a legalistic, religious mindset of men that says, hey, I'm doing these 15 things, how come they're not working? But doing something once with understanding releases the power. And so when we are asking in the name of Jesus Christ, we are literally going to the Father and saying, I'm asking for this thing in prayer, this supplication by the merit, by the provision, by the covenant, by the power, by the righteousness, by the love, by the sacrifice, by the provision of your Son, Jesus Christ. So that's just praying in the name of God in general. But it applies to healing. It applies to understanding that when we're praying for healing, we need to pray in his name. Because healing is the will of God. And I know that many have learned that we can't have confidence if it is or is not the will of God to be healed. But the scripture is so clear that anyone's honest and thorough view of the scriptures, Old and New Testament, will come out and realize that God's love desires to heal his children. And it's a powerful thing because the Bible says that if we ask something that is God's will, not only does he hear us, but we know that we have it. And, and you see, you can't ask for something in the name of Jesus without that thing being the will of God. In 1 John chapter 5, in verses 14 to 15, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So again, putting it together, when we're praying something according to the will of God, such as healing, we can ask that boldly in the name of Jesus, because Jesus does the will of the Father. 
So let's take a look at this um, in the scripture. We're going to go to Acts chapter 3, and we're going to begin with verse 9. I always encourage you, if possible, certainly not when you're driving, but if possible, to follow along, grab a pen or pencil, and you can mark the verses and underline things that impact you, and even take notes because this is a type of training. This is a type of of learning that we want to not only hear the word of God, but we want to come into an understanding of it. So Acts chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, is a very exciting excerpt of history. And this is what it starts with. It says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. And by the way, alms is money. He was asking for money. It was a type of social welfare during that time that if somebody was lame, crippled, blind, that they would ask for money that way. Okay, let's pick up verse four. And it says, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Wow. This is so exciting because this man is there uh, outside of the temple and he's there at the time of prayer. But instead of praying, he's really asking for alms for money. And Peter boldly tells him, boldly says, look at us. And the man really just expected to receive money. But Peter had something more powerful than the provision the world gives. Peter had the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Peter knew that when something is spoken or prayed for in the name of Jesus Christ, it will be done. And this man who is, who is uh, crippled, uh, it, it describes Uh, that he was crippled from his mother's womb. In other words, he was born that way. But somehow Peter understands that how long the man was crippled, how he got crippled, how bad the situation was, was irrelevant in front of the name of Jesus Christ in his prayer. You see, when you put the name of Jesus Christ into your prayer, you're bringing the creator of all things into that prayer. You're bringing God who can do all things righteous. You're bringing him into that prayer. You are literally releasing or energio 
the power of God or the authority of God, the love of God into your prayer. Why would we leave out the name of Jesus when we're able to bring that power into our prayer? Now, it is Peter praying, but it is the power of God being released through the name of his son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is God, the son of God. As soon as Peter prays in the name of Jesus, it says in verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. I want you to see this. It's an important thing. Peter prays in the name of Jesus and his expectation, his faith in the name of Jesus is so great that he literally takes this man, this crippled man from birth, and he lifts him up. In the lifting him up, it says immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Now, let's think about this physiologically for a moment. The man's legs, feet, and ankle bones would have been absolutely atrophied, no use, never, born crippled, never knew how to walk, never had memory of it. His muscles would not be developed, but immediately a miracle took place because in the name of Jesus, the creative power and authority of Jesus was brought into that situation and healed every dimension of his body. And he was even able to walk without lessons. There was no therapy here. There was no time lapse here. This is happening all immediately. And it literally was that in verse eight, it described that he leapt. He, he was leaping up. He stood and walked and entered the temple. And it said that he was walking, leaping and praising God. You see, this is the power of the name of Jesus. Can you understand why the Bible says that God said that your joy may be full in John 16? He said, he said, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And he was speaking about asking in his name. The Lord has given us this tremendous, tremendous promise that says you can ask in the name of Jesus Christ and you can bring the power, the effect effectiveness of your prayer to a whole new level. Well, it says in verse 11, now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you, and killed the prince of life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. So Peter begins to go through and explain, this wasn't my power, this wasn't my godliness, this wasn't our doing, it is done by the power, by the godliness, by the one whom you crucified. And Peter is demonstrating that, that he has come back to life. He has 
risen from the dead. It says in verse 15, and killed the prince of life whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. So Peter is praying in the name of the one who overcame death. He's praying in the one who came back to life. Peter is believing in the resurrected Jesus Christ, the one who's more powerful than death. And he's literally praying in that name. And he says, in the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, I want you to grab this for a minute. He didn't just pray, rise up. He prayed, rise up and walk. So this is where the name of Jesus empowered the miracle for him to be able to stand up and to be able to supernaturally walk without any therapy. Now, Acts chapter 3, verse 16 brings us to the very essence of why his prayer was so powerful. It says, and his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. There it is. It was not just faith. It was not just the name of Jesus, but it was through faith in the name of Jesus during this prayer that this prayer became effective for healing. So when we pray for healing, whatever you're struggling with, pray that prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to pray for you right now in the name of Jesus, and we're going to release that effectiveness, that power of God in our prayer, because we're bringing God into the prayer by his merit, his power, his authority. It won't be because of our power. It won't be because of our godliness. It is because of his. And I want to tell you that I've seen so many people healed and continue to see people healed in his name because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. And that means if Jesus was healing back when he was walking on the earth, he's healing today and he will be healing because he's the same. And so we're praying for healing in the one who did the work, paid the sacrifice, and who is our healer. So get ready. Let's believe together in the power of his name. And so, Lord, we thank you, God, for this teaching. We thank you, Lord, that you've made it so clear that you desire for us to pray in your name. And Lord, I right now place before you every listener, I place before you their body, their situation, their marriage, their life. And Lord, I declare that I know that you desire to heal. Lord, I declare that I know that your heart just absolutely longs to touch each and every one of us. So, Lord, with confidence, knowing we're praying your will, we ask God that you will touch the bodies, touch the body parts, touch the infirmities, touch the things that are hurting, touch those who are sick, touch those who have a disease. 
Touch those who have been in a car accident. Touch those who have any need of any healing in any part of their life. And Father, I ask this, that you will be glorified in the name of Jesus. I ask in the name, in the authority, in the power of the name of Jesus. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, stretch forth your hand, do what you could not do right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, do what you couldn't do. Get out of that wheelchair in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare tumors be healed and dry up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare blindness and deafness to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare bad hearts and kidneys and livers and lungs to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've been diagnosed with COVID, I pray for you right now that your lungs would clear up, that everything would go back to normal, that you be healed of COVID in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for those who may be suffering from depression, hopelessness, discouragement, fear, for those who may be suffering with uh, autism or mental illness. We declare every infirmity that happens in the brain and in the body to be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, I thank you that you are hearing our prayer. Lord, every unspoken need we pray for right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, praise God. I know that you have been touched because his name is powerful and Jesus is faithful. Hey, make sure that you text HEALING to 94000 to get a free gift that's going to bless you. And I want to also encourage you to send your prayer requests and send your testimonies to us. If the Be Healed podcast has been helping you, uh, let us know. Let us know what it's doing. Uh, let us know what, uh, what things God has healed you of. And uh, get ready to testify, to give glory uh, to God and to God alone for what he's doing in your life. Also, if you have any topics, questions you may have about healing, I'd love to hear from them uh, so that we can possibly make them future topics in the Be Healed podcast. Love to hear from you. Just send us an email at contact at everyhousenow.org. Again, that is contact at everyhousenow.org. Well, until we speak next time, God bless you, I love you, and may we live and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett, and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel, 
Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.